0: The Girl Camper Podcast is sponsored by Liberty Outdoors, innovative makers of high-quality, lightweight, towable trailers for every stage of the RVer's life. And Camco Manufacturing. For over 50 years, this company has been making products for outdoor enthusiasts. Whether you are RVing, boating, camping, towing, tailgating, or grilling, Camco Manufacturers has products to help you enjoy your time off. We are also sponsored by our consortium of girl camper-friendly RV dealerships, Bankston Motorhomes with five locations in Alabama and Tennessee, Setzer's World of Camping in Huntington, West Virginia, and Tom's Camperland with three locations in Phoenix, Arizona. Service, integrity, and committed staffers are some of the hallmarks of these reputable dealerships. To visit any of our sponsors, go to GirlCamper.com and follow the links on our homepage. Hello, my name is Janine Pettit and I'm a Girl Camper. I go places and I do things in my Liberty Outdoors lightweight towable trailers. Along the way, I meet many interesting people traveling the back roads, and I want to share their stories with you. We will talk about the qualities of what makes a girl camper and how you can be a girl camper too. The girl campers are having a party, and you're invited. Stay tuned while I share what's happening on the back roads of America the Beautiful. Welcome, I'm Janine Pettit, Girl Camping Ambassador Blogger, adventurist, and podcaster. And this is episode 146 of Girl Camper, the podcast. On this week's show, it is my pleasure to introduce you to my friend Deborah Loomis. I have known Deborah for several years now, and her Girl Camper story is one of pure perseverance. She had a dream and a determination to make it happen. Her very first outing in her trailer was like an episode of I Love Lucy. So many things went wrong, but like the beloved Lucy, she just kept on looking for a side door to get in. She's just a girl who won't say no. Stay tuned for Deborah, aka Lucy's Girl Camper Triumph Story. Before we head into our news roundup, I have a message from Liberty Outdoors, and I'm going off script a little today just to tell you something about my little Mini Max. So I'm wrapping up my camping season in the Mini Max, and this really has been for me the little trailer that could. I originally picked up this trailer and was going to road test it on my trip to Texas for five weeks, but guess what? I got home and said, you know what? I think I'm going to hang on to this for a little while longer. And that turned into the entire camping season. This little 1,995-pound camper of coolness has given me everything that the big boys give you. I have spent the whole summer traveling around with the greatest of ease, but having every amenity, any girl camper or any Anyone who camps would love. I've had air conditioning, solar, heat, um, a five cubic square foot refrigerator off-road package. It's just been absolutely wonderful. I am reluctant to turn her back in, but the season is over and I'm going to be going back to my Max trailer, which is easier for me to use when my husband or somebody is traveling with me. But this little Mini Max has won so many industry awards. Liberty Outdoors is building fantastic trailers. They're winning awards for quality, design, innovation, In addition to that, they are winning the hearts of owners. So head on over to GoLibertyOutdoors.com and answer Adventures Call. Find out what they're building that might be the right trailer for you. And thanks, Liberty Outdoors, for a great summer and a great camper. I'm going to be back in a minute with our news roundup. Welcome back, everybody. So in our news roundup today, I want to talk about our event, The Wonderful Women in Waxahachie. There is so much interest in this event, and I promise that it's going to be posted soon, but I just wanted to give everybody an update because I know that so many girl campers are planning out their calendars of travel for next year, and I'm getting so much mail from people wanting details about this event. So I'm going to give you not all the details, but just an update on where we are with this. There's a lot of moving parts in this thing. And pulling off these big events, it really, it takes a village and the village is coming together. So let me tell you where we're at with this. Right now, it's still a save-the-date thing. It's all going to happen, but I can't give you many details right now. So it's going to take place, and this part is written in stone, April 25th through April 28th, 2019, in the wonderful town of Waxahachie, Texas, my home away from home. We're going to be camping again at Getson Danner Park, which is a beautiful park right outside of town. Walking distance to town if you take the trail less than a mile from town town. It's absolutely a beautiful park. There's going to be a couple of things that are different this year. If you were there last year, you know that we were all parked down in the grass at the um, park, and we got one really good soaking rain, and a lot of the trailers sunk in the mud. <laughs> So we don't want that to happen again. So this year, we're actually going to be parking up in the 200 parking spaces that go around the park. We're going to be parking up there. So every girl camper who takes a parking space is going to bring in a trailer. will actually get two spots, one to park in and one to set up all of her beautiful things in. And then our cars, our tow vehicles, are going to be parked a little distance away. So we're going to have about 80 to 90 spots for people to park on the tarmac, so to speak. Um, I am heading down to Waxahatchee on November 13th and 14th, and I'm going to be in a big planning session with all the wonderful people from the um, Convention and Visitors Bureau at Waxahatchee. They always make us so welcome, so we're going to be ironing out some of the details here. But here's a few things that I can tell you about this event. And I'm really just basing this on my frequently asked questions that people keep sending to me. So we're going to have room for about 80 trailers, which is plenty of space. I, I You know, I'd be surprised if we had more than 80. I hope we do have 80. If you're not in a trailer, we still have plenty of room and we want you to come because this event is for every stage of the Girl Camper's life. So if you're a wannabe and you're just watching this and you're thinking, how can I get myself in on this and you want to come to this event, you have a couple of options for how to participate in this event without a trailer. First of all, for the first time this year, we're going to have festival tents set up and I'm going to give you all the details about that later when we get this all ironed out. But you're going to be able to fly in or drive in and just uh, sleep in a tent that's already been set up for you and has the cot. Just bring your sleeping bag and pillow and your own clothing and you're going to have that tent there. That's one option. Waxahachie has beautiful hotels and even more beautiful B&Bs. So if you want to stay at one of their beautiful bed and breakfasts or hotels, you can still buy a ticket and come over and participate in everything there. Another way you're going to be able to participate is by renting an RV. And I highly encourage women who are considering purchasing an RV to take this opportunity to rent one. I'm going to give all the details about how and where you can rent an RV, pick it up, drive it down, and participate in one of our spots around the tarmac at the park in your own RV. So those are some of the ways you're going to be able to sleep there. This year, we're going to be allowing generators. So if you're one of those people who are afraid that you know, you're know you not going to have um, you know, all the amenities you need, you are going to be able to run your camper off a generator at certain times in the morning and certain times at night. Now, this is also going to be connected to the um, film festival in Waxahachie like it is every year. So when you buy your ticket, that's all going to be included, and it's completely optional. But if you want to go to all the film festival events, which I know many of the women really, really enjoyed. I mean, I never went to a film festival till I went to this one, and they're a lot of fun. So the film festival ticket is going to be included, and you can also go to that. But in addition to the film festival, this year we're going to be doing a panel of guest speakers. We're going to be having women from every kind of walk of the Girl Camper Life, from those who car camp and go hiking and are absolute minimalists, sharing those things, how to find a safe place on BLM land, how to protect yourself, how to use a bathroom when you're camping in your car in the middle of nowhere on BLM land. I mean, these are things people want to know. All the way up to the women who might have like a big Class A motorhome but are traveling on their own or meeting up with friends, we're going to have some panels of people talking about their own experiences with an opportunity for questions and answers, which is always really the best part. I mean, we love hearing those stories, but getting your questions answered is always fun. We're also going to be doing some demonstrations. Kate Dunbar is coming and she's going to be doing cast iron cooking for us. We're going to learn firsthand how to cook on those cedar planks. This has been an experiment of mine all summer long, and I'm enjoying it so much. I am looking and finding new ways to make camp food so good, and nobody does that better than Kate Dunbar. Kate's going to be on hand doing that. We're going to have other workshops on, on, Various different things. You know, some people have written to me and they're good at something, and we're so we're working out all those details. If you want to do a demonstration on something, please write and let me know. I mean, what's your super talent? Maybe you have one that you want to share with everybody. The big news is, in addition to all those things, we are going to have an off site workshop on RV how to. So this is going to be a separate fee, and this is going to be like a four-hour workshop, and it's going to be like an advanced camper college. So instead of just standing at camper college, you're going to be hitching it up yourself. We're going to be set up in a parking lot a couple miles from our venue, and it's going to be a workshop, and you're going to put that thing on the hitch and take it off and get behind the wheel and spin around that parking lot, and you're going to be taught how to back in, and it's just going to be very hands-on that's going to be limited. So if this is something you wanted to do, we're going to have to sign up for that very early. So I'm super excited about this event, and I just want everybody to know it's all happening behind the scenes, and I'm going to bring you all the information by the middle of December when we have all our I's dotted and T's crossed. It's all going to come out and everybody's going to be able to sign up before the end of the year. I just really want everybody to save that date. And I wanted to give you this update because I'm getting so much mail about it, private messages. What's that date? Is it still happening? So yes, it's still on. It's going to be a girl camping weekend for any stage of your girl camp dream, whether you're in it and you just want to come and have fun with all the girls, or whether you're still on the sidelines and you're looking at it, or maybe you're one of these women who bought a trailer and it's sitting in your driveway because you're afraid. So let me tell you that it's all happening, and it's going to be that weekend, April 25th through 28, 2019, Waxahachie, Texas, and I'm bringing you the details by mid-December. So hang in there, everybody. I'm gonna be back in a minute with our interview with Deborah Loomis, and I think you're really gonna love meeting Deborah. Hang on, we'll be back. Before we chat with Deborah, I've got a message from Campco. What does Camco do? They make things. They make things for camping, they make things for towing, they make things for grilling and cleaning and boating, and they make things for using and maintaining your RV. I am recently became the proud owner of the Camco tote tank. The Campco heavy-duty tote tank is just one of the nearly 4,000 items Campco makes that makes your downtime even more enjoyable. This is the heavy-duty, portable RV waste-holding tank. I love this thing because it allows you to empty your holding tanks in your camper without having to unhook from everything in the campground. You don't have to take your water hose off, your plugs, your stabilizers up, hitch the camper up, and tow it over to the dump station halfway through your visit. You just empty your tanks right into this portable tank. You hitch it up to the back of your tow vehicle with a little handle, heavy-duty steel handle they provide. Or if you're not too far away, you can just use the towed handle and tow it over there yourself. And then you can dump all of your waste right in the dump station and you never have to move your trailer. This thing has just been a little lifesaver. Even if you're at a campground where you have partial hookups and you don't have sewer, you can use this thing. It's not just for boondocking. You can use it at campgrounds. In fact, I probably will use this at campgrounds more often than I will use it for boondocking. So it's 15 gallons, 21, 28, and 36 gallon tank. I have the 15 gallon tank. It's just changing the way I camp, making everything so much easier, and that's what Campco does. So Like all Camco products, they have a really great YouTube video on this. If you've never gone to Camco's YouTube channel, just go check it out. They make cute and funny videos that are super informative, too. So, Camco.net, all of their products are available on Amazon, Walmart, and all those places, and, of course, at the Teardrop Shop. So, Camco.net, just to see what they make, their YouTube channel to see how to use them, the Teardrop Shop to buy them. Thanks, Camco. Always great having your products in my trailer. everybody. It, it is just my real pleasure today to be here with my friend Deborah Loomis. I've known Deborah for a couple years now and you know in our sisterhood, our girl camping community, we always feel like we know people and I say this all the time to take part in our online community. So Deborah and I came to know each other online and then finally got to meet in person two years ago. So Deborah, welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs> It's a pleasure to be here. Well, we're down here at the Country Living Fair, and this is the second time we've camped together here. It is. And the first time I was here two years ago when I met you, and you were telling your story of your very first girl camping trip, it, it was absolutely spellbinding and i thought i need to have you share this with people so before we tell your story of how, how you persevered <laughs> in your dream to be a girl camper i just want people to know something about you so give us your background where are you from and what's I, your camping background well
1: i was actually
0: born in Naha, okinawa
1: moved to the united states when i was eight where I am is, American. Where, where is that it's overseas. It's in Japan. Oh, Japan! My dad was okay. in the service. Okay. Yep. But I grew up in California. Uh, grew up, got married, had a couple of kids. That didn't work out. I'm single. Been mm-hmm. single for a while. But I camped as a child with my family and loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents started camping again when I was in high school, and I would have nothing to do with it. Okay. I just, too prissy for that. My mom actually started camping right before she passed away, and she mom. passed away very young. And she just had a love of the great outdoors and fishing. And I think that that influenced my desire to get out into the great great outdoors and so I thought you know I want to get out there but I'm single that probably would never work Mm -hmm. so I just started looking into places to go camping and Mm -hmm. how you do it and I came across the girl camper pod and I felt like there was a revelation that this (laughs) is just almost like you hear the ah And I just started yeah. listening, and I I could not believe how many women are out yeah. there doing it. And they didn't you even can, know <laughs> you can do it. Yeah. So you that did. was my inspiration. I said, Aww. if they can
0: do it, I can I do, can do it. it. So you did what I advise people to do all the time, and you joined the Sisters on the Fly. So you had ready made because you're down here in Atlanta, Georgia now. Yes. And there's so many sisters and girl campers here. There's there's this the Sister on the Fly group, but there's. All kinds of other groups here. There's fun people to camp with, and right. so when you were a kid, did you tent camp?
1: We did, we did. And one of my best memories, we had this big metal, is six feet tall, metal cabinet, and all the food had to go in there because the a yeah. bear might come. Yeah. But I have the funniest little story. My mom was a great fisher woman, and I of course was yeah. not. But I kept, well, you know, bothering her. I wanted mm-hmm. to do it, so she put liver. Mm-hmm. On the fishy you know, on the fish yeah. pole for me and let me cast that out. And yeah. we were camping where they had hot springs. Yeah. And we just heard this big yell. Stop! Stop! You've you know you've stabbed me with the the little hook, and out walks a naked man with the Ooh. liver down the front of his face. And my mom said, "Only you could catch this instead of a fish." Oh my and that was the one and only time I fished. But oh. we continued to camp.
0: Oh, you continued to camp. So, but yeah. when you joined the girl campers, you weren't going to attend camp. You went out and got a trailer. And I think your trailer story is so funny. I would love for you to share how. You just it's a terrible story but it turns out good. It's a good story. <laughs> so wh- how did you decide to choose this camper? And tell us about how you bought it.
1: Okay, so I was actually speaking at the Country Living Fair, and after my event on stage, I was walking around because the fair. you are a designer.
0: I wanted to. tell yes. you were a garden designer, and you design tablescapes and uh, venues for people, and you have a lot of personal style. I have some style, but I don't have. I didn't
1: have. Camping expertise. So I was walking around the country living fair, and I saw this camper. And I said, I've just got to have that camper. It looks like a vintage camper, but it's brand new Mm -hmm. because I love the look of the little vintage. And I thought, Mm -hmm. well, I could probably drag Mm -hmm. that one,
0: not knowing that (laughs)
1: towing was the correct way. You didn't even have the lingo. No. So So what you saw
0: was the reproduction shasta. Yes, Somebody here had one. The Shastory issue. Yes. And so you set
1: your sights on that trailer. I set my sights on that and they said, well, you can't have it and you won't find one because they were all pre-sold before manufacture. Okay. But I left my name and I said, if there's, for any reason, one opens up. And they called me about a month later and said, if you can be here tomorrow at eight in the morning, there's a camper that opened up. Mm -hmm. So I said, sure. What's your address? Yeah. Indiana.
0: <laughs> and, and you're here in Atlanta, Georgia. Yes.
1: So I had to buy a truck. I had to to take in my Mercedes, trade that in. You didn't have a tow vehicle. No. I thought I was going to drag that camper home with my Mercedes. <laughs>
0: so, so when I went to buy I, I, the I'm truck. I'm not laughing at you, Deborah. I'm just laughing at because we don't even know what we don't know. So you knew so little about the whole thing that you thought you were going to tow that with your Mercedes-Benz. yes. I was going to drag it home. (laughs) You had to get yourself to Indiana the next day, but you had one day to buy a tow vehicle. Yes. So what did you do?
1: I got a truck. I
0: got an F-150 and said, we're going. Yes. (laughs) So did you even know what to look for in a truck? I did. I actually
1: went online. So you know, at least I've got the the Mm -hmm. wherewithal to know to research. So I looked at the weight of the camper that I was going Uh to see and figured out that you did have to have a certain size engine You did tell you what kind of car truck, but Mm -hmm. you had to have something that would pull the weight of that camper. So I got that part right. Yeah. And I was so happy when I got to Indiana, and they said, you've got the right vehicle. Okay, good.
0: So did you go to Indiana
1: by yourself? I went with my son. Yes. Now, my son, (laughs) I have to tell you, thought I had lost my mind when I told him I had— let go of my Mercedes, bought a truck, and I was heading to Indiana in the morning. To buy a camper. To buy, to drag a camper home. <laughs> Not tow I'm dragging it. Yes. Yeah. He said, first of all, we don't drag, we tow. And <laughs> you have no business with a camper. You don't even know how to tow. And I said, well, that's why I have you.
0: Yeah. So and come so, with me. And your, so your son, nice kid, he he's came with you. He did. He did. And did he think you had lost your mind? He absolutely thought I lost my mind. <laughs> he thought I was going
1: through midlife crisis or that... He said, are you well? Do I need to take you
0: somewhere? Are you... <laughs> I have to ask you this, though. So what was going on internally in you that just made you say, I'm going to overcome every obstacle here? You kept moving forward. Why? I definitely kept like, moving forward. Because it looks forward. like a kind of... A lot of roadblocks. Some people might have taken that as a sign. Oh, well, the camper I want is not available. I don't have the right tow vehicle. Oh, you know, the fact that I'm in Atlanta and the camper is in Georgia is a sign I'm not supposed to have it. But you just looked at each one of these things as, okay, how am I getting around this? Exactly. Where does that come from? So
1: I have to tell you, I was raised by a single mom from an early age, and she just had this ambiance about her. There was Mm. no quitters. We didn't quit. Whatever it was, whatever the challenge was, she would say, do it anyway. Yeah. And I kept hearing her voice, and every time a challenge would come up, I could either give in to, you know, I'm going to give up. Or I could say, I'm going to do it anyway. Right. And I just took one step at a time and said, yeah. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Just kept
0: going. And you just kept going. Yes. So you got yourself in 24 hours from Atlanta to Indiana with a tow vehicle. Yes. Which I think is kind of spectacular right there in itself. Yeah. Some people would have given themselves a crown and just called it a day, but you just kept going.
1: You got I yourself. remember when I got home from that trip and I got up the next morning and there was this camper... On my driveway in this truck, I thought right. somebody else was at my house <laughs> and couldn't imagine how that camper... It was just sort of an like, out-of-body... what body, have I done? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I went to work, and I walked around the parking lot after work because I would hit the button thinking that yeah. my Mercedes
0: would be... And it wasn't there. I had to remember I I had I had I I'd gotten a truck, gotten a truck
1: yeah. and I just said, this is it. I have okay. really done this, <laughs> and I'm going to do it.
0: <laughs> I want to go back to Indiana for a second because... You get there and you've got your son and you're picking up the trailer. Did they do a walk-through with you? Did they help you? Because you knew nothing about nothing. owning a trailer? No. So they do a walkthrough.:
1: They do a walk-through about the mechanics of the camper, mm-hmm. and then they said, "Now tomorrow, when you come in, you let us know if you had any problems. Mm-hmm. and we're thinking we're eight hours away. We have to come back in the morning, mm-hmm. and they said, "No, when you buy a camper, you go and camp somewhere close by, and you just check and make sure everything's working well, okay, so you come back here in the morning, and if there's anything yeah. that's not working, we would you know Fix we'd it. make sure yeah, or show it's... you how, so we had no clothes, no food, no bedding. We just had the camper. Because you, you, you
0: were eight hours away, you were going to drive there, pick it up, stay in a hotel, drive back home. Exactly. So we're in the camper. You plan on camping.
1: No, there's one bed, and of course it's mm-hmm. me and my son. The back of the camper has a little bench in the back that's about five feet long. I'm almost six feet. He's six foot two. So I put him on the bed. No linens. Just, yeah. We're going to sleep in there. <laughs> And there's a door in the back, a little closet. So I opened the door, and I was able to stick my legs in the in the cabinet, and that way I fit on the bench. (laughs) And that's how we did it.
0: (laughs) I bet you slept well. We did. Oh, we did. And so, did you test everything out that night?
1: We did. And it was so funny. People were just mobbing that camper. It's yeah, so it's cute. it's a
0: showstopper.
1: Wherever we stopped for gas on the way, and even in that campsite, we were, my son said this is, he just thought the whole thing was so bizarre and that yeah. total strangers were coming yeah. around and so excited and can we take a picture and can we take your picture and can yeah. you take a picture of us <laughs> with your camper? He said, oh my, what have you done, Mom? He said, we, we've <laughs> got to get back to Atlanta.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. so funny. So you got the trailer back to Atlanta. Tell me how long it was before you actually scheduled a camping trip and went on your first trip. Okay. So So I know how much fun it is to get it home and load it all up. and, And people spend a lot of time. Yes. But now you've got the thing dialed up. Tell us about, you know, your first experience camping.
1: Okay. So it was two months later. I had already joined Sisters on the Fly, and I said, let me go to an event where there's a lot of other ladies, so I'm Mm -hmm. not camping by myself the first time. I booked my campsite for one of their events, and I decided the weekend before that I Mm -hmm. should go to Stone Mountain and I should camp on the same campsite that I was signed up for for the event. Mm -hmm. And that way I could try it out and not look. So green. I could kind of <laughs> look like I knew what I was doing, even if I didn't know what I was right, doing. Right. So I got the camper hooked up first time by myself. I head out on the on the interstate to get to Stone Mountain. I'm on
0: Highway seventy eight. It's pouring rain.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so I'm in seventy eight, let's just say if you don't live in Atlanta, it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. It doesn't seem to matter what time of the day. Or, it's like the 405 in L.A. Yes. It, it's
1: so crowded. Always. And I learned quickly that when you're towing, people will jet quickly in front of you. You've really got they to don't be want careful. want to be stuck behind
0: you, so they come up quickly.
1: Yes, so, I'm driving along and I hear a big bang and I think the tire has went and I look back and the curtains are flying in the into the camper. So a big truck had passed me, a rock flew from his tires and busted out the front window. Your front window of my new camper. <laughs>
0: On your first time, on my first by yourself, on my maiden
1: voyage. So I pulled over on the side of 78, which again is very busy, four or
0: five lanes wide,
1: cars flying by. I got a garbage raining, raining, got a garbage bag and some duct tape, and just thought, well, I have to get somewhere with this big hole and just duct tape that trash bag till I could get to the campsite.
0: Oh my gosh. I can't even, I can't. Glass, glass everywhere. everywhere. inside your trailer. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. And so were you terrified? when I you was pulled?
1: absolutely terrified. Yeah. I said, I'm either going to throw
0: up or pee my pants, but <laughs> <laughs> I have to keep going. But you didn't do either. You kept going. I kept going. I you put you put said,
1: I'm going to do you this put anyway. your big girl
0: panties on. Yes, ma'am. And you taped it up Squared your shoulders and you got back in that truck and kept driving. You I didn't did. go home. You went to the event. Yes. You went to your practice run. Yes.
1: Oh my gosh. So I pulled into my spot that I was booked into for the following weekend, yeah. which would have been my first event with sisters, up onto the craziest, almost straight uphill, and then back down, which if you know anything about camping there's almost it's virtually impossible to level that camper but i walked through the steps of leveling right. the camper getting it on the site unhooking the vehicle it was so steep that my truck i had to take it off that side and park it somewhere else
0: you know i just want to interject and say because we're we're camping this weekend at that campground, and you showed me the site where your legendary (laughs) event took place. The Maiden Voids. It's not even a site anymore. No. There have been so many incidents. It's like a bad intersection that they finally put a light at. This site is no longer a site at this campground, and I cannot believe they ever thought it was because I saw it yesterday, and it's a hill, and it peaks, and then it goes back down. down. But there is not... Even 10 feet of level ground mm-hmm. up top. It's so bad. I can't believe they ever thought this was a site. Right. But this was the very first site you had. But, yes. But you... Somehow got that trailer all leveled on blocks. Oh, I was determined
1: I was doing it. And it was pouring rain. Oh, my goodness. So I had never even made my own campfire or cooked on briquettes. So in the rain with an umbrella, I made my fire. I had the briquettes going. There was not a soul in the campsite but me. Mm -hmm. So when it got to pouring and lightning, I said, okay, I need to go in my camper. And I did. So the next morning I get up, it's still raining. I back my truck up that hill, hook it on, I'm ready to go. I start to go down the hill, and the camper came off the ball, shoved my truck down into the campground, and there there we went down the hill. Oh, my god. <laughs>
0: Number two,
1: number incident, two, incident number
0: two.
1: So I found one gentleman in the pouring rain in a tent on on the site. The Sight. only other
0: camper there,
1: the only one there with two little girls, and ran over there and he said, "Oh my gosh, you know we have to get we have to get your camper back on." Mm-hmm. So we raised the camper back up, backed the truck up into it, and got it on there. Yeah. And he helped you. He did. He was like the angel in the middle of nowhere with those two little girls.
0: And and apparently he was an angel because you found out later he was a pastor.
1: Yes. (laughs) So he... Poor guy, I was blubbering so much. I said, I, "I'm a new sister on the fly, and we have more fun than anyone. And I can't have fun if I die, and I'm going to die today. And I need you to help me so I can have fun." <laughs> he, said,
0: and he was probably thinking, "What is a sister on the fly?" He did. Yeah,
1: yeah. He turns out he was a pastor of a church here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. He invited me to come to that church, and I thought, you know, he probably wasn't even a real person. To have one person there, yeah, you know, what's the chances? But I went and he was a real person, and he actually had me come (laughs) up and said, Now, here's an example of someone that, against all odds, yeah, kept you thought he
0: was a spiritual being, yes, from above, but he he was a flesh and bones angel, yes, and uh, and he had you come and witness and tell about your he did, yeah, that is so funny. (sighs) So, on your very first maiden voyage, you had. A rock hit your windshield and break it. You had your trailer fall off the ball, smash into the back of your truck, and push your truck down a hill. But you went again next weekend. I sure did. (laughs) I said, I am going to do this. I'm terrified. Do it anyway.
1: I'm terrified. I've not had good luck. You know, all of the Mm -hmm. possibilities that could go wrong have went wrong. And I'm going to do it anyway. I could hear my mom saying, we don't have quitters. We don't quit. You've got to do it anyway. Yeah. Yes.
0: So tell us about the next weekend. Oh, boy.
1: It really does get better after this. (laughs) (laughs) So I went to my first event. I was with the Sisters on the Fly. My pride said to me, let me be one of the last ones out so that if I get it wrong, you know, everybody's Mm -hmm. not watching me make a crazy fool of myself so I waited till the campground was almost empty mm-hmm. I hooked up my camper that went very well it was pouring rain still mm. pulled out to leave the campground camper falls off again so and there's and you had
0: the latch down and the pin in
1: perfectly just like mm-hmm. I so mean, you were
0: you had figured out I'm not I'm doing yes. everything they tell me
1: yes I even climbed underneath it to look at to it look, to make to sure see if it, okay. yes so there was one couple there, and it happened to be a sister and her husband. They helped me to get it back on, and they followed me for a ways because they said, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't quite look right. And so the next day I took it to the dealership.
0: Mm-hmm. And what did the dealers say?
1: They said, there's nothing wrong with this camper. It looks like it's on there fine. It must be that you're new, and you don't really know what you're doing, but we'll unhook it, we'll look at it, do an inspection, and then we'll put it back on for you.
0: So, so they, they did, did.
1: Yes. Now, you have to Did know. Did you feel
0: confident then after they had done that? No,
1: because okay. I had put it on, and I felt like it was really on, on there. Okay. So I pulled out of the, the dealership? Um, d- dealership, and right in front of the dealership is a freeway, mm-hmm. you know, is an interstate. So I pulled onto that interstate, and sure enough, as soon as I pulled out and, and got a little speed, it fell off again.
0: Oh, my gosh. On the highway. On the highway.
1: They ran from and did that your dealership. Catch it? it did. Yeah. Yes. So they ran out from that dealership. They saw it happen. Oh goodness! Said, get to the side of the road. They knew then that it really, there really was something wrong. And they were so apologetic. Yeah. And but again, I said, I'm a sister on the fly. I'm supposed <laughs> to be having fun. I'm a. You're trying to make me die, and I need to. I need to get this right so I can go have fun. And they said, you need to get off the over on the side of the road. We'll get this. <laughs> yeah. But they, they apologized. They said, you were right. It so, looks like it's on. So what on. was wrong? It was a defect with the coupler. The, so it would look like it was completely engaged. You put the pin in. Everything looked ready to go yeah. until you started to get a little speed, and it would fall off It'd again.
0: Fall off. And it so had to they be replaced. replaced your coupler, and it's been fine ever since. No
1: problems.
0: Let me ask yeah. you what kind of side effect. That's traumatic. Yes. That's traumatic. I mean... This morning, I got an email from a woman who's had a camper in her driveway for two years because it swayed a little on her way home from the dealer, sitting in her driveway two years. I look at what happened to you, and that could put most really reasonable, hopeful people, glass half-full people under. I, I, I think what that would have put me under, honestly. Right. When I was a newbie, three incidents like that, I would have thrown it. <laughs> I would have said, "You know, I like tents. Tents are a good thing." You know, so what kind of residual effect did you have from those incidents?
1: So, two things came out of that. One is I was afraid, mm-hmm. and I would be most afraid when I first take off. So I would have this terrible, terrible fear that I would have to overcome when I first took off to see, is it going to fall off? Mm -hmm. But the other thing it did on the positive side is it told me, we are not giving up. Mm. We are going to stay the course with this. So I sat down and I planned one trip. Once a month for the next 12 months, and I called and made reservations. So there was no going back. Mm -hmm. So every month I would go for two or three days, not very far away. Mm -hmm. But each time I did, I would get a little more confident that, one, it didn't come off, and one, I was able to do all of the hookup. Yeah. Yeah. And I I was doing it anyway. You were
0: doing it anyway. Yes. So that was your confidence builder. That was your system. Yes. You just dug in and made all these appointments and went to these events not too far from home, which is a good idea. Right. And so you did a whole year of that. Tell us about year. year two.
1: Okay. So I actually did that for two years. But after year one, I said, I can do these once a month events by myself not Mm -hmm. just with sisters. So I learned to go by myself and go Mm -hmm. hiking and camp for those three days Mm -hmm. and then extend the the distance that I traveled from Mm -hmm. two to three hours to four to five hours. Mm -hmm. So once I had two years behind me with those trips once a month, I said, you know, Mm -hmm. it's time that I really – I've taken baby steps. It's time to bite the bullet Mm -hmm. and do the big kahuna. (laughs) And so I booked a trip to Texas – to, the, to Round Top Texas with the sisters, against all odds, all family members and friends said, you know, it was okay you do the two, three hours. You've got to yeah. give this up. And I said, no. No. We're doing it.
0: Not only am I not giving it up, I'm t- taking it deeper. Yes. Yeah. Going out in the deep. Yes. So, I, I love this because, you know, when I sign up for an event, I, I, it's just my system in life. I, I don't look at the guest list or You know, the menu or what I'm supposed to bring until the day before. Like, I I just live my life kind of one day at a time. time. Like, okay, what do I have to get done today? So I pulled into that event, and when you were parked next to me, I was freaking out. I was like, it was such an omen. So So then, (laughs) because I did the day before get online and see you girls caravanning. Oh, yes. So here were three of my favorite people from the southeast here. You, Deborah Loomis, Deborah Facer, and Patty Atchison, all caravanning across uh, uh, the Panhandle and... Three musketeers. Oh, my gosh. And then you guys got stopped for a very bad accident. Yeah. you were stuck on the road for a couple Four of hours. Four hours.
1: There were three semis that rolled over. Oh, and yeah. so we're on. We're stopped on the interstate. People were coming. It was like a camper trailer tour. Yeah. They wanted yeah. to see inside. They wanted us to <laughs> give them water. You were breaking out the cheese
0: and crackers. Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: They wanted to use our bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. We were like celebrities. Yeah,
0: you were. Like, there was yes. a little highway party going on yeah. while they cleaned up an accident accident and thank God nobody was hurt. Right. And um so you when I pulled in and saw you guys at Junk Gypsies, I was I, I don't ever look at the guest list, so I was so excited. And then just by pure happenstance, you and I ended up camping next, next to, each, to each, other, each other. Which I was the last one there. And it was kind of one of those things where I wanted to get out very early in the morning, but I was at my mom's and things didn't go as smoothly as I thought and Everybody was there and settled in, and I was the last one there. And I thought, "Oh boy, I'm good. They're going to put me in remote parking now because all the spots are taken." Right. But right in front of you guys, there was an empty spot. It they, was perfect. Oh god, it was perfect timing. And that was your first big road trip. Yes. So. When you're going from, you know, two-hour trips to three hours from home, you can drive that pretty easily. Right. But you did two 12-hour days. Back-to-back days. Back-to-back in a caravan, you know, two other women. So it's, you know, I can do two 12-hour days by myself, but when you have other people involved, it it does Oh, very different. It gets a little different. So... What did you find difficult about those 2-12 hours? Some people just simply couldn't. I I happen to love long-distance driving. I can do that without a problem. Not... I could do it two days in a row, but when we get into a third day of a long day like that, I start to get weary. But tell us about the, the that long of a distance. Well, I think how it, is it different?
1: I think it helped that I was kind of in the lead mm-hmm. because it's so different when you're in a caravan. You really have to make cognizance, you know, mm-hmm. d- decisions about how much space in between each camper mm-hmm. and where is camper number two? Where is camper number three? When you make turns or you come off the interstate. Mm -hmm. So you really have to be very aware of your surroundings. And I think because it was my first trip, and I so wanted to get it right, and I felt a responsibility for my other sisters, that it just kept me wired. You know, I was just you know, didn't feel exhausted at all that first day. But it was very different because you you do fatigue. You mm-hmm. know, you're not getting off. The only time we stopped was to get off and get gas and and go again and, you know, of course, have a meal. So I was exhausted after the first day. But it propelled me to continue to go on because we were halfway there. Yeah. So then we had the second day and you knew, it, you know, at the end of that day, I'm you were there. I, yeah. I'm, yes.
0: Where did you stay overnight? Did you did you like pick halfway. a place ahead of time and stay there, or did you say okay, we're cutting it off today? Let's find a place around here. Did you have that pre-planned? Or? So
1: when we stopped for lunch, we all looked together and found a place that we could stop at. But it was that was very different too. We came in at night. Mm-hmm. It was in a park. We didn't see any attendant. You just put your money in an envelope and yeah. pop it in the door. We didn't unhook our campers. We mm-hmm. were lucky to get pulled through. So we just pulled through, went to sleep, got up in the morning, and, and went off again. took again.
0: Yeah, I've done that. Yeah, Just drop the stabilizing jacks. Yes. So you're not in a boat. Right. Because even when you're still hooked to the car, the camper is well Oh, yeah. See, <laughs> what, what I do now with that is I drop the stabilizing jacks and then I put my crank on the driver's seat because I'm always afraid I'm just going to pull away the next day without raising the jacks. Right. So I, I put that on my driver's seat now. And so
1: that then, was different. I yeah. had never done that. To sleep in the camper while it still hooked, hooked to your out. vehicle. Yeah. It was such a learning experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But once, you, once we got there and you...
0: I, we made it. Yeah. We're in one piece. What kind <laughs> of uh, accomplishment did you feel like when you came back? Because you were gone a long time. That was a fun trip, right? Yes. We did a lot of that fun That was
1: a stuff. week. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then two full long days driving home.
1: Two more 12-hour days.
0: And you get home. What was your overall sense about yourself, Like when you got back from that. I have like the journey, like looking at where you were two years earlier and then coming home from a multi thousand mile trip. Right. What were you thinking?
1: I have to tell you, I was overwhelmed with my own emotion Mm -hmm. about the trip when I woke up the next morning. There was Mm -hmm. such a sense of accomplishment and a lack of fear and just a freeing Mm -hmm. feeling. And I thought to myself, this could be dangerous because I now know (laughs) that I can go Anywhere, It changed the way I looked at where I wanted to go, mm-hmm. how far I was willing to go, how far I thought I could travel. Mm-hmm. And it really just opened up the road to me. It was almost like a coming of age. And I really mm-hmm. feel like I'm now a, a seasoned camper and I can do it. Yeah,
0: you've got that. You've got the yes. Top. Let me yeah. ask you this, because I always find it's kind of a metaphor for other things in life. Now that you do this, how has that accomplishment affected other areas of your life?
1: Oh, my goodness. And the way you
0: approach things?
1: Who knew? So it's like flexing a big muscle, like you're a big, tough Mm -hmm. person. I am not afraid to be out at night on my own. Mm -hmm. I'm not afraid to camp. I've learned to camp. Mm -hmm. I'm not afraid to go hiking on my own. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter where I want to go now. I don't feel the restriction of you're a single person, you're a single girl. Mm -hmm. I still make very good decisions I'm very conscientious about mm-hmm. my environment. But there just as the sky is the yeah. limit. Yeah. That trip really sealed the deal and said, you own a camper, you're mm-hmm. able, you just have to be willing to go.
0: Do you think there's other non-camping goals in your life that are now fueled by this confidence?
1: Yes, definitely. I think it really. Who knew that it would really change my perspective? And Mm -hmm. I think that it just, you know, when you go through something like that, and you come out the other side Mm -hmm. victorious, it really teaches you that you can Mm -hmm. do more than you thought you can, that you can be more than you thought you can, that you can enjoy more than you thought you can, but more than anything else that you can just do it. Yeah. You can there is gonna be fear, there are gonna be challenges, things are mm-hmm. gonna happen on the road and you just have to, you know, to commit to I'm gonna do it yeah. anyway. Yeah. And do it it. it.
0: it is about an attitude like when a rock goes through your window. It happened to my best friend Carol a rock went through her front window when she was uh, driving home from a trip. Although she didn't know it until she pulled in the driveway and her husband said, what happened to your window? Oh my goodness. And she said, what are you talking about? I still find and it was pieces, pouring rain
1: too. I still find yeah. shatters of glass in my camper. And I just uh, I just yeah. get a big smile because yeah. that glass did not stop me. That yeah. trip didn't stop yeah. me.
0: So what kind of goals do you have now? So now my...
1: it's. Every year, I, you know, sit down and plan out my trips. Mm -hmm. And for 2019, I have all brand new goals. Okay. So my goals in 2019 are to camp once a month, every month, but to, to not go any place I've already been.
0: Ooh. Because
1: that's comfortable. Yeah. That's staying in your lane. Yeah. So... Here yeah. we go. So for 2019, I've now started looking at where I want to go. And each mm-hmm. of those months will be filled with places I've never been Good before. Good for you. I
0: love that idea. Yeah. Because we do tend to stay in our comfort zone. We do. Right. So where, um, where is your favorite place? Like, do you have a spot that is... Um, I have to say. A place that you went to and went, oh, my gosh, this is gorgeous. Well, of course, Round
1: Top for a lot of reasons, Mm -hmm. but not for the scenic. You know, that was really a collegiate let's get together. Can you do this trip? But Cloudland State Park, Mm -hmm. I love to hike. Is that in Georgia? It's in Georgia. I think it's in Georgia. Yeah. So when I went there and I looked over the rim of the mountain, you actually mm-hmm. hike down into the valley and you hike into a body mm-hmm. of water down there. I lo- I remember looking down there and saying, I could never do that. Mm-hmm. And I made it down there and I made it back up. You did it. So that I think of all the places that I've been and people said to me, You could never hike down there. Mm-hmm. By yourself you should never do that and I did that. So I'm mm-hmm. kinda looking forward to going back.
0: So lesson here is don't tell Deborah what she can't I do. S-
1: <laughs> <laughs> within within boundaries, I mean I you yeah. you've gotta be again I don't wanna say that you just do it willy nilly. You really have to, you know, plan your yeah. route. Make sure you're prepared. Mm-hmm. Always have a plan B. But just do it. But have a
0: good attitude. Too. Yes. Have the attitude that you're. you're I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Deborah, you amaze me. You absolutely amaze me. I look at you and I watch you online, and I just think, God bless her. She is amazing. <laughs> I'm so I'm so glad you came on to Thank share this you. story because I think there's a lot of women who are afraid, and I love your story because I don't want people to take away from this story. That this is confirmation that things can go wrong. Of course, they can. And it could have gone very badly when it came off on the (laughs) yes, yes. So, thanks for your guardian angels there. But you, you just did, you refused to be defeated on this.
1: And, you know, I hope that that there are other women that hear this that say, you know, I can do this. Yeah. Take baby steps. However you get to that Mm -hmm. place that you're comfortable, Yeah, but get out there and do it. Get
0: out there and do it. Even if you're doing it in a tent at first. Or you're doing it in a rental cabin, just get out there, get outdoors and see what you're made of and, and baby step in. If that's, Absolutely. Do what works for you. But your story is amazing. And thank you for coming thank on. Thank you and for having me. It. And I'm so happy we're camping together. This I week. know. It's been so much fun. You,
1: you don't know how much you've inspired me. Your podcasts Aww. have taught so many of us how to do things, how not to be afraid, mm. what to look for. You're really the go to source for girl campers Aww. to learn how to do this thing. <laughs> (laughs) we call camping
0: well you know what thank you for saying that and i um you know we just try to put out inspiration but in in addition to inspiration we want to put out good information on there and i would encourage people in the beginning of this process to go on girlcamper.com I did this because one of the Girl Campers, Mary, Mary Curlin. Hi, Mary. Uh, Mary Curlin's one of our um, California sisters. She texted me and said, Janine, would you put all your safety and towing things all in one spot? So when I'm mentoring people, I can point them in that direction. So, so th- helpful. That's on the website now, girlcamper.com. There is a section on safety podcast episodes so easy to find that way you know so thank you for your kind words and thank uh, you again for having me let's keep on camping girl. let's do it okay yes. thank you for coming on Well, that is our show for today. It was just such a pleasure to reminisce with Deborah, and I'm so happy she got to share her story because I think it's absolutely inspiring. And so I just want to thank her for coming on the show. I just loved having her. Before we sign off, I really want to thank our friends at Bankston Motorhomes Bankston's is right behind us these girl campers they have hosted our camper colleges they have come online they have helped us in so many ways and it's just great having dealerships like this behind us Bankston's has five locations in the southeast three in alabama and two in tennessee they're a number one best in business award winner and that is not an easy award to get i have to tell you this They have been helping families make their RV travel dreams come true since the 1970s. Family-owned RV dealerships, I am telling you, they put their name on that and they go that extra mile. So if you are looking for a motorhome, a fifth wheel, a travel trailer, Bankston has something for you. They carry so many of our girl camper favorites, too. They have the r they have the Minis, they have the Maxes, they have fantastic trailers at their five locations. So go on to girlcamper.com or go to bankstonmotorhomes.com and do your virtual shopping there. Get your homework done. RV season is coming up. Those prices are dropping. They're going to be clearing out their inventory to make room for all their new stuff. Bangston motorhomes no s after Bangston's. it's bangstonmotorhomes.com. motorhomes.com go on take a look thank you fake Bangston, for always coming on and helping the girl campers i want to thank our other sponsors liberty outdoors Campco, making things that make camping fun, Setzer's World of Camping in Huntington, West Virginia, General RV with 12 locations across the country, Tom's Camperland with three locations in the greater Phoenix area. Thank you all of our sponsors. I'd also like to thank my producer Stephanie Puglisi for putting this show together. That is a wrap everybody. Have a good week. Happy trails.